You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 13. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. Today we're going to talk about another interesting thing you need to be eating. And yet, there's actually a lot of controversy going on about this particular item, and we're talking today about calcium. So last episode, in case you missed it, we talked about fiber, something that you absolutely need for so many fantastic reasons. But this week, I want to talk a little bit about calcium. And the reason that I started researching this, actually, this week was because a friend of mine just got diagnosed with basically a low-level situation of osteoporosis. And the doctor was telling her that she's going to need to up her calcium intake. And with that, you need to also increase your vitamin D weight-bearing exercise and several other things that we're going to talk about today. Well, my friend is in extremely good shape. She definitely lifts weights and she eats pretty good. So that's when I started to realize, well, how much calcium should we take in and how many of us are actually getting it from food? Is a food a better source than all of these calcium supplements? And it really started to spark my interest. And it's something that is just not really talked about that much. You just always know that if you have osteoporosis or as you get older, you need to take calcium, but not very many people understand why, how much, or if we should actually be getting it from food instead. So that's why I'm here today. Let's talk about what we need to do to make sure we're getting enough calcium. Now, the first thing I always like to do is educate my clients on, well, why are we taking in this mineral? And that's what calcium is. It's actually a mineral. And it helps your body with so many different things, not just bone strength, all right? So it definitely helps build strong bones and teeth. That's what we hear the most. But it's also involved in clotting blood, sending and receiving nerve signals, squeezing and relaxing muscles, releasing hormones and other chemicals, keeping a normal heartbeat. And as we know, a proper level of calcium in the body does help prevent osteoporosis, or at least that's what we've been thinking along this whole time, and that's something we'll talk about in some research today. So as you can see, calcium does a lot of important functions in our body, so it's really not something we should just overlook. It's probably something we need to make sure we are getting enough intake on. So how does it work? Well, the bones and teeth contain over 99% of the calcium in the human body. Calcium is also found in the blood, muscles, and other tissue. But calcium in the bones can be used as a reserve that can be released into the body as needed. So interesting, right? The amount of calcium the body tends, uh, or in the body tends to go down as we age because it's released from things through the body like sweat and skin cells and waste. And then the one thing for women is that as we age, the absorption of calcium tends to decline due to our reduced estrogen levels. And so that's why you basically are always hearing that women, especially who are going through menopause and after, are the ones who really need to make sure they're getting in enough calcium because as our estrogen levels decline, then we don't have as good of an ability to absorb the important calcium that our body needs. And so that's why it's 
definitely sort of more focused at women due to that hormone change that we get. And another interesting thing to, to just note is that calcium absorption actually varies by race, gender, as we just said, and also with our age. Now, here's where it gets a little bit interesting, and I, I would say kind of frustrating. And at this point in my life, I don't have any osteoporosis yet. I'm only 43 years old as of today. Don't know when you'll be listening to this podcast. But as I see with my friend, this is something that definitely might happen to me as well. And it's frustrating because of what I'm about to tell you. The results out there from a lot of different studies are starting to show so many different things that are not what we really thought, all right? So here um, from Harvard Health Publications are some information from some different studies that started going on within the last several years. You know, for years they've been saying that high calcium intake was one of the best things you could do to prevent osteoporosis and related fractures. And really that's why we wanna prevent osteoporosis. We want our bones to stay strong so that they don't break and you don't have hip fractures as we get older, bone fractures, things like that. But when researchers started to actually scrutinize the data from these large studies that were done a while ago, Um, the benefits of high calcium intake that they were seeing were actually not that clear. So this led to some new calcium trials to test what are the effects of increased calcium on actual fracture rates. So in 2005, results from two British studies showed that calcium did not prevent fractures even when taken in combination with vitamin D. And that's what we'll talk about in just a bit. It's really important that you take calcium with vitamin D. So the next year results from a large American trial showed that postmenopausal women who took a calcium vitamin D combination were also no less likely to break their hip than women who took the placebo pill. Although they did say the density of their hip bones increased slightly. So that's good. We definitely want the bone strength, you know, the bone density to increase because we are assuming that that means less likely to fracture. But what these studies are showing is that actually there's not less likely to fracture even with the increased bone density. Now in 2007, a Swiss and American team, including some researchers from Harvard, reported the results of over a dozen studies of calcium. They found no connection between high calcium intake from either food or pills and lower hip fracture risk. In fact, when they limited their analysis to four randomized clinical trials with separate results for hip fractures, they found that extra calcium increased the risk. Oh my gosh, this gets so frustrating. I know for my friend and I know for myself, I start to read all of these studies and you really start to ask yourself, well, what what are we supposed to do then? How can we help our body? Okay, well, let's talk about a couple things. Um, The whys and the wherefores. Well, while a certain level of calcium intake is undoubtedly important to keeping bones strong, I'm not telling everyone to not take calcium by any means, uh, amounts above the level might not be doing that much more good is what we're saying. Is So like the extra calcium might not be helping if you're already getting in enough calcium from your food. So why did extra calcium not help in some of these studies? One reason could be that the extra calcium didn't show any benefit 
because the women were already getting in a thousand milligrams daily from their food intake. So that would be basically just saying that the extra isn't doing any extra good. Another theory is that calcium in large amounts could actually interfere with the absorption of phosphorus, which is crucial to maintaining bone strength as well. So a phosphorus deficiency isn't a major problem in our well-fed populations, but it's possible that extra calcium pushes some people into a phosphorus deficiency, uh, which is obviously not good. And that's especially if their diets don't include a lot of protein. So that is a definite possibility. The last reason why could be that Calcium isn't all that beneficial if our vitamin D intake is low. And that is something that's definitely been researched now that we know that taking calcium is not enough. The body needs vitamin D to actually absorb the calcium. So for some women, if they are taking the extra calcium, which is great, if they're not getting enough of the vitamin D, then it's probably not gonna make a difference at all. Okay, so what now? Well, first of all, let's talk about how much the recommended dietary allowance is that they even recommend for you to get right now on calcium. So a lot, I know a lot of my listeners are moms and parents out there, dads too. So I'll even go to the 14 to 18 year old range for boys and girls 14 to 18 years old. They are recommending that you get 1300 milligrams of calcium. Then between 19 to 50 years old, they recommend 1,000 milligrams of calcium. 51 to 70 years old, the men need to get 1,000 milligrams, and women, they're gonna bump you up to 1,200 milligrams at that point. And at 71 years old and up, the men should have 1,200 milligrams as well as the females, all right? so. Good to start to know, okay, well, how much calcium are you even getting in? Those are the amounts that are definitely recommended. And remember, vitamin D is needed to help the body absorb this calcium. So how much vitamin D should you be getting? There's a little bit of controversy out there on that one as well, but current guidelines say the international units, the IU of vitamin D that you should be getting for a 14 to 18 year old would be 600 IU, same amount for a 19 to 70 year old, 600 IU, and then they basically say adults 71 and older should get 800 IU. But I will tell you right now that I read a lot of different research and a lot of different people think you need even more than that of vitamin D. So I'm going to recommend definitely ask your doctor what they are recommending because there is a lot of different information out there in all that research. Now, how do you get enough calcium? You can definitely load up on calcium from a lot of different food. And I truly believe, just like everything else, if we can get these things from our food, that's always the best bet before we start taking any supplements. So dairy is one of the best ways we can get calcium in our body. Milk, cheese, yogurt. Now, I'm a huge Greek yogurt fan, and I have to tell you, there's a solid amount of calcium in that Greek yogurt. So if you are taking in that Eagle Shake, it's definitely helping you get your calcium in. But there's a lot of people right now who've gone dairy-free. My concern has always been that if you've gone dairy-free, 
you're probably not getting in enough calcium. And as we're seeing, it's definitely an important mineral that we need in our body. People go dairy-free because they think it's healthier, but it might not be. So if you don't have any digestion issues from dairy, you might realize that a strong, solid source of calcium comes from dairy, a really great source. So don't just be giving up dairy because you think it's healthy. It's, it's not healthy to give up dairy unless you're having a problem with it. Another thing you can do to get enough calcium, vegetables like broccoli, kale, Chinese cabbage. Then there's some foods like orange juice or cereal that are calcium fortified, which means the nutrient is added in by the manufacturer before you buy it. That's not always my best option. I, I don't like to have foods that have been fortified because I'd rather go straight to the source. Again, like getting it straight from that dairy or from some of these vegetables. Now, a recommendation for a thousand milligram calcium per day of what you could eat to get that in. Someone on that I researched recommended this would be a perfect way to get your thousand milligrams in. One packet of fortified oatmeal, a cup of fortified orange juice, a cup of yogurt, and half a cup of cooked spinach. If you were to eat those things one day, you would be getting in the adequate amount of calcium. Really would be no need to do anything else. You're getting in the thousand milligrams that most people, again, age dependent and gender dependent, basically need. Now, there's also some ways to get vitamin D in through food. And I know you always think vitamin D, I have to get it from the sun, but just so you know, you can actually get vitamin D from things like salmon, tuna, sardines, mackerel, shrimp, egg yolks. I know a lot of you think you shouldn't eat the egg yolk, but a lot of research is showing that that's where all the best nutrient actually is, and so you can get vitamin D through your egg yolks. Beef liver, mm, I can't say I eat that one. <laughs> Mushrooms, cod, fish liver oils, and then again, there's food with added vitamin D, some milk, cereals, yogurts, and orange juice. Now then, we have the sun, which we know is a great way to get that natural vitamin D in your body. But as you also know, we need to wear sunscreen to protect our skin, right? We definitely don't want skin cancer. And when we wear sunscreen, that blocks your body from making vitamin D. Interesting, right? I mean, you just assume, okay, I'm getting my vitamin D, but hopefully you put all that sunblock on and that means now you're blocking that ability so it might actually be hard for you to get enough vitamin D just from the sun because hopefully you're using your sunscreen. Also, depending on where you live, time of year, the winter time, definitely might need some type of vitamin D supplement or you could just focus on eating more of those vitamin D rich foods, all right? Again, if you think that you don't know how much you're getting in or what the right amount should be, that's always a great question for your doctor, your MD medical doctor. Okay, here's an also another interesting tip to get the most calcium out of your food. So say that you are making these great vegetables because you know that there's some calcium in them and that's a great way for you and your family to get some calcium that evening with your dinner. You wanna make sure that you cook foods 
in a small amount of water for the shortest possible time to keep that calcium in the food you're eating. This means steaming or sauteing to cook instead of boiling your foods as well. So the longer you cook them, it's basically like leaching out that calcium. And so you're not gonna get as much as if you had cooked it just a little bit less. So that's something to think about. Now this is also a very interesting tidbit that I learned. So if you're vegan, I want you to listen up. You need to be careful about certain foods you eat with calcium rich foods. So things that can actually uh, take away the benefit of the calcium rich foods. For example, certain fibers such as wheat bran and foods with something called oxalic acid. So foods like spinach, even rhubarb, these kind of foods can bind with calcium and prevent it from being absorbed. So here you think you're doing all this great stuff, you're eating all this spinach and you think that this is so healthy for you, but then you find out that it actually can bind with the other calcium food you're eating and maybe not be able to be absorbed into your body as well or at all. So this is why they say leafy greens are not considered an adequate source of calcium by themselves because your body is unable to actually utilize much of the calcium that it contains. So yes, leafy greens have the calcium in them, but then we have the situation where it's being blocked from being absorbed. So people on a vegan diet need to be sure that they also include what they recommend in the research is things like soy products and fortified products in order to get enough calcium. Now, I personally think if you are a vegan, you also have to be careful of a lot of soy products. So there is some negative research out there that soy is not the best thing for your body. Being a vegan is pretty tough. It's like a full-time job, I always say. So just want to make sure you know that you will have to get your calcium in possibly through supplements. Again, ask your doctor. Now, just so you have a little sense of how much calcium is in some other different things, an eight ounce glass of milk has 300 milligrams of calcium. So on a thousand milligram day, that's a pretty good amount. 1.5 ounces of Swiss cheese also has 300 milligrams of calcium. Six ounces of yogurt has 300 milligrams of calcium. A quarter cup of almonds has 100 milligrams of calcium. A medium orange has 50 milligrams of calcium. And a medium baked sweet potato has 50 milligrams of calcium. So if you're like me, you start adding up, you're like, okay, well, I eat that, I eat that twice a day, and I eat that, and you start to see, well, gosh, you might be way under 1,000 milligrams of calcium a day, or you might be like, oh, I am spot on, like I definitely eat all of those things. I can definitely say if you're a dairy-free person, you're probably realizing right now that you might be not getting in a sufficient amount of calcium. Now, Dr. Andrew Weil is a doctor that I completely respect out there. He is a medical MD, but he is very holistic in his approach and of what he believes in. So I actually did some research on what he says about suggested lifestyle changes for osteoporosis treatment. He definitely says you need to get in enough calcium. Uh, consider taking a calcium supplement. That might be something you need to talk to your doctor about or making sure that you're getting in enough calcium through your food, okay? So that's one thing that he definitely says. Make sure you're getting enough vitamin D, as we know. 
Now here's another important one he says. You wanna decrease your sodium intake. Avoid salty processed foods and fast food, of course. You don't wanna salt your food too much, especially before you taste it. It might actually have plenty. So decreasing your sodium intake is gonna help you if you are going through or concerned that you might have or getting to osteoporosis state, all right? Now, he wants you to eat plenty of vegetables and fruit. The potassium, magnesium, vitamin C, and beta carotene that's found in the fruits and vegetables has been associated with higher total bone mass. So a diet rich in these vegetables and fruit and moderate, he says, of animal protein may minimize the acid ash residue of the diet, that's what he calls it, and is a very good treatment for osteoporosis. So making sure you're getting in your vegetables and your fruit then he wants you to limit your caffeine intake. Don't yell at me. It's not me saying it. I know we all love our coffee, but limiting the caffeine intake, you know, one to two cups a day is probably enough. All right. And that also might be helping the osteoporosis. How about this one? Avoid alcohol or drink in moderation. Alcohol is not benefiting our bones. Okay. So that's another one you need to take into account. And then he wants you to increase your weight-bearing activities. So walking, weight training, these things, the weight training, the weight-bearing activities actually is what truly helps that bone density. So if you're someone who's all about cardio, it's time for you to start doing some weight-bearing activities like lifting weights because that is definitely going to help your bone density as well. And the last thing he talks about is you need to quit smoking. That does not help your bones at all. Very interesting. Now, in 2010, Dr. Wilde did say this. By far the most common perception he hears about bone health is that taking supplemental calcium or consuming plenty of calcium-rich dairy products is essential, right? That's what we were all thinking. He thinks this idea is widespread because it seems reasonable, don't you think? You know, bones get their strength from calcium, so taking calcium, whether it's through pills or through our milk, is the best way to build and maintain our bones. However, what he says is what we're starting to realize. Bones are actually made of complex minerals. Calcium's just one of them. Bones are also made of specialized connective tissue like collagen. And most American diets, even bad ones, actually provide more than enough calcium for bone health, especially they say for men. Women need just a little bit more. The populations with the highest calcium intakes actually have the highest rates of hip fractures later in life. Isn't that interesting? So it's like everything we thought is just not true is what they're starting to realize. So Dr. Well recommends um, supplemental calcium only for some women. He's not telling all women to take a calcium supplement like they used to say, and only at modest dosages. When it comes to bone health, what he thinks, and a lot of the research is starting to show, what's lacking in the American diets and the lifestyles is the amount of vitamin D that we are getting in because that's regulating the absorption and the use of the calcium. And he also says what's lacking is the weight-bearing exercise, which is absolutely essential to stimulating the complex process of bone building. 
So I ha- he has this funny saying that a doctor friend, who actually Dr. Willett, uh, who's a friend of Dr. Wells, has done a ton of the research that I've talked about today. And he does a ton of research on calcium and vitamin D. And basically what Dr. Willett says is that if you want to prevent fractures, don't drink the milk, but take your cow for a walk. Get it? You need to be doing more weight-bearing activity like walking actually is versus drinking in more calcium. Really what they're saying is taking in more calcium just might not be the magic pill, truly, for preventing the fractures. Now, in no way am I telling anyone here to stop taking a calcium supplement. If your doctor has recommended taking calcium, continue to do it. But what I would suggest is it's okay to bring up this point with your doctor. It is okay to ask your doctor, I'm starting to hear about this research that's saying that maybe we don't need as much calcium. See what your doctor has to say. But never should you go off any type of supplement or medication before you actually talk to your doctor. Now, the only other thing I'll tell you is there actually is a fair amount of research out there, again, which makes this so frustrating because you just want to know what to do, right? And we thought, well, calcium helps osteoporosis, helps bone fractures, so that's what we're going to do. And then we come to realize there's all these other things. Now, there are some studies that are being done out there that are showing that too much calcium can actually cause some cardiac issues. And then there's a ton of research saying that's not true. But what I encourage you to do is do your research. If you're someone who suffers from osteoporosis, I want you to go and do some research right now to see where you need to be and to understand that sometimes when we give in to supplements, when we give in to medications, when we start to fall into that way, Taking too much of something can have a negative effect elsewhere, like some of these research, uh, some of the research is showing that it can then cause cardiac issues. Well, you don't want that either, right? So again, I would take all of this information and ask your doctor what your doctor thinks. So let them make that decision for you. They know best. Super important that you always ask your doctor. You should know that the Earn That Body podcast is not medical advice. This is like basically listening to a blog, and a blog is someone's opinion. Now, I will tell you that anytime I give this kind of educational information, I do as much research as I can, and I try to pull from definitely valued content, meaning things that are coming from medical research, not just from the internet, some random site that says something. I'm always trying to document it. I really go through a lot of the Harvard studies, Mayo Clinic, Dr. Weil, things like that, but never am I giving medical advice. You should always consult with your doctor. So where does that leave us? Well, I wish I could say that it left us with an absolute answer on calcium. Should we get it from food? Should we get it from supplements? Do we need it at all? I do think you definitely need to get in your 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams of calcium, again, age and gender dependent. I do think that's very important. I think if you can get it from food, that's fantastic. It sounds like if you're getting it in from food, that might be all you need to do, right? And make sure you're getting in the vitamin D with it so that your body can absorb it. That's probably the biggest takeaway today. Vitamin D with your calcium 
And then I know you're gonna add some weight-bearing activity because they actually think that might be helping more than anything. Lastly, ask your doctor. If you have any questions about something like this, it's important and it relates to your health, then you always wanna ask your doctor. Interesting because the next podcast I'm gonna talk about is questioning your doctor. Is it okay to question your doctor? Have you ever questioned your doctor before? I'm gonna tell you about a situation where I had to question my doctor about my son when he was only one year old. And if I hadn't questioned my doctor, it would have probably led to a different result that day. So tune in next week for that topic. Have a fantastic, healthy week. And again, do your own research, talk to your doctor, and have an amazing week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope.